podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to Raw, The Fight Within, a brand new podcast series hosted by me, Coogan Cassius. Over the course of the series, I'll be sitting down with some of the most high-profile figures from the world of boxing, including fighters, trainers and promoters, in order to dig a little deeper and understand their own personal stories. This podcast is about much more than simply what happens inside the ring. It's about the journey, the sacrifices, the agony, the ecstasy, the highs, the lows, the tears and the fears. It's about getting to know the person. Thank you for tuning in and I really hope you enjoy it. If you do, be sure to like, comment and subscribe. This podcast is suitable for over 18s only as it may contain adult content and explicit language. This is Kuben Cassis for Raw, the Fight Within podcast. This week I'm delighted to be joined by not really a reality TV star anymore. I think that's in your past now, Idris, isn't it? In my past, well, it's, I'm still relevant as a reality TV star because I am looking to do more TV. So. I've never looked at you like that. I've always looked at you as a boxer. It's mad that you do because more people see me as a reality TV star than a boxer. That's what I thought people thought at all. Maybe because I'm in boxing... I look at it differently, but I've always just looked at it like Idris Virgo as a boxer. Now, because as soon as I came out of reality TV, everyone was saying to me, what are you doing? Like, why are you trying to be a pro boxer? Why are you trying boxing for? Your TV star, stop, stop doing that. You're just going to get yourself embarrassed in boxing. But then, when, since I've gone to the other side of, other side of the fence, people are now saying, what are you doing? You're pro boxer. I'm like, I, I can't Make win. Make up your mind. Yeah, exactly. I can't win. I cannot win. All right. Well, look. Listen, we'll come into a lot of this stuff uh, in a second, but yeah, um, yeah appreciate you, you coming on. I remember like probably about, about three years ago around lockdown time. Yeah. It, it was a bit of a wild stage for you because like, he was getting a lot of hate and like within the boxing and he was being linked with all different boxers and all that. And I was thinking, I found you, like we don't know each other that well, but yeah. when I was watching your stuff, I was like, this guy's entertaining. Like yeah. you give him the platform, this is really what, kind of that side of boxing was about yeah. and uh, I remember uh, yeah all that stuff with uh, Brad what was his name Brad Brad Rare yeah uh, is it Rare no was it Pauls or oh Brad Pauls when Brad um, Pauls, yeah. Stephen Goodwin gave him that fake proposal yeah, yeah that, that was a bit crazy I don't I think Stephen thought it was a good opportunity to get his fire some clout so I can't really blame him for that but I didn't really bite he was just false promises yeah yeah really false promises all right, let's draw into this anyway, and uh, yeah, let's get to know Idris Virgo a little bit better. <laughs> right, so, easy question for the first one, possibly. Yeah. If you could change one thing in your life right now, what would you change? If you could physically, it could be anything, any aspect of your life right now that you can change, what would it be? I would have changed by getting my pro licence. You wish you'd had your pro licence now, yeah. No, well, I wish uh, I, I wish yeah. I, no, I wish I didn't get it. Oh, you didn't get it? <laughs> yeah, it would have been easier for me to get fights. Really? <laughs> yeah. That's a mad one. It's crazy, yeah, it's crazy. Because I had that pro licence and um, I'm named as a pro boxer, I haven't got my pro licence now, it's ran out, it's inactive. But if there's one thing I could change, I wish I'd done things different in a sense of switch the route in the opposite way. So more influence inside of stuff and less the pro. It's crazy. Bit weird, weird to answer the question that, that way. It's a bit weird to, to say that because yeah, it would be easy for me to get these fights because I believe boxing found me in that sense, and I always love to be in front of the camera. I love to entertain, and that's another thing I love. So because um, I love that and that, they both come together. But because I'm so of a dangerous opponent for these influencers, it's kind of 
and because I've got that license, that, that total pro boxer, it's hard for me to get these fights I want. But I do believe we're on the same level. Now you've explained it, I kind of get where you're coming from. With yeah. That, but... That's the one thing I, I, I wish I could just just change it, turn on other, other side around, yeah. Really? Yeah, that's one thing. Crazy think, for me to say. You but, think yeah. that's hindered you? Yeah. Yeah, in a certain extent. In a certain extent, in the sense of, if I was more like um, Coward Tommy Fury, if I was more like him, I'd last longer in Love Island, then no, because then it would be the challenge to, can someone beat this pro boxer, what everyone's trying to do now? But because I, I think people know I'm more of a dangerous, more dangerous a pop fighter than um, Coward Tommy, like, I get like, nah, it's, it's too serious of a pro boxer. It's weird. You know, it's just a weird thing. I can't explain it. It's just weird for me. I don't get it because me and Tommy, we're similar the same. He's got more fighters, I agree. Clout-wise, I don't really think he has. The only clout-wise he's got is from his um, brother's last name. That's the only thing he's got. But for me, I've got the clout and I've got the, um, the experience and I think I'm just more of a dangerous opponent. That's why I think people are just afraid to put my name in the equation. It's a bit weird, yeah. If you hadn't got into boxing, say boxing didn't exist in your life, yeah. What, what, like, where do you think you'd be now? I'll be acting. Yeah. I'll be definitely be acting because when I was a kid, I was doing plays, um, doing a little short film in my youth club. Like, I always just love to entertain. Like, it's just weird when there's a camera and I just, I just love it. I get, I get more awake. I'm, I'm alive. But then when there's not a camera, I'm just, just I'm a normal myself. What people don't really see. But it's just weird. I'm just, I just like being in front of a camera, and I, I know that's the route I want to get down. Like, after I finish my boxing, I'll pick up some acting. Yeah, it's a bit different for you because I, I I do ask a lot of pro fighters who have kind of not in your situation of being involved in anything to do with reality TV. When I ask them what they'd be doing, a lot of them can't answer it because say they've had like a fifteen-year career in boxing or longer, etc. That's all they know, so it's difficult for them to answer if they started off, like I said, from young and that's all they've done. But for you. It has been a bit of yeah. You could probably answer it differently to how you, like to what you said basically that there are other things that you could have easily have done oh, and yeah. made a success of. Yeah, hundred percent. Because I, I always say I think boxing found me. I I didn't go looking for boxing. I, I worked on the railway. I done loads of jobs. Well, the main job I was on the railway. That's why I think I got my freaking strength and my conditioning from the railway ballast, lifting up sleepers and all sorts. But like I think I do believe boxing found me, and then. Now that boxing's found me, I'm just trying to use my ability to like maintain the role I'm at now and just progress even more further. That's what I believe. What was you like when you was kind of teenager, kind of even younger? Were you getting scraps? Were you getting altercations? What sort of what was the vibe back then? I would say I would be getting to scraps. Like basically, this has gone way back in the day, secondary school. My brother was like one of the biggest guys in the school, like, you can't mess with him. So I know how Tommy Fury feels when you've got a brother with that reputation and name. So my first day in secondary school, because of my last name and my brother, I got tested, you know what I mean? And then at the end of the school night, everyone's like, yeah, Idris, you're having a fight end of school? I'm like, yo, it's my first day, what's going on? Like, <laughs> what is going on? So yeah, got to the end of the school um, day. First and day? First, like, literally legit first day. I, I'm like, yo, what is going on? I couldn't believe it. This is honest truth, and then um, yeah, end of the school day, the kid approached me. I was in the playground, walking to the entrance to leave the school, and then we got in a fight, and then 
I just beat him up and he started crying. I was thinking, what's going on? And then from that, I was the hardest person in that year after school. And then everyone was trying to test me. And then one time I had like three fights in one day with the same guy. So we had a fight, he broke up. We had another fight going away. And then we freaking broke up again. And then we crossed paths again in the hallway. And they went off again. So I don't know, if I, I don't know, Just man. Just that guy still. <laughs> nah, don't. Nah, don't. Huh? Nah, don't. Last story I'll tell you about school. This one was a bit weird. Um, I seen one of my boys. Um, I goes, my man, I'm can I swear? Can I swear? Yeah, so I said to the guy, yeah. I go, yeah, see, like, you pussy. So I've said that to my boy, but there was, there was a guy behind him. So obviously now, that offended the guy behind him. So I'm in school now, same thing on my first date. People are like, hey, did you fight the end of school? But this time, I'm getting nervous because I'm like, yo, who's coming from the end of school? But this is from another school. Yeah, he's coming to get you. You gotta be careful, you know, he's coming for you. He goes, yeah, shut up, everyone, you're joking about. Coming to the end of school, I see. Back in Birmingham, um, Kings Eve, Queensbridge, the whole of Queensbridge is literally come to like near the front gates on my school. I'm like, yo, what the f what's going on here? And then um, I had a scrap with that geezer, gave him a little freaking one, two, dropped him on the floor, guy's bleeding and out. And I was like, yo, no, sorry, let me go back to that story. So when I approached the guy, he goes, yo, what's going on? And then he's like, ah, oh, you, you call me a pussy, you had a bit of stuff. I go, you call, you call me a pussy? I'm like, how did I call you a pussy? I called you boy a pussy. Like, I don't get where this is going. Like, you, you call me a pussy? I goes, what are you gonna do about it now? And he goes, and he hit me, and he hit me, it's mad, it's mad. This is how I think I knew I meant to do boxing. So he's hit me, and I've stood there, I'm like, is that all you've got? Like, he literally got, I had a free shot. I was like, that's all you've got? Boom, boom, boom. It's flattered him, and he was on the floor bleeding. Bloody nose and everything, and I just walked back into the school, and he just freaking dipped off. So yeah, I think that's what I mean. I think I hope, by heart, by heart, I think boxing was in my um, blood. And then again, my mum has always said, her last name is Chris, not Chris, my, my mom's last name is Eubanks, but my granddad put S at the end of the name. So my mum said we're probably related to the Eubanks. So wow. probably in my blood. <laughs> Tell me about a time in your life you felt as though you were fighting a losing battle. Not to do with kind of boxing and stuff, but just in your life. Um, I'll say work. So basically back on the railway situation, with me I always do things 210%. Um, I taught, uh, teach all the lads of ropes. I was getting lessons from the tech, how to do all the railway stuff. So I had one guy and then um, we had a phone call over the radio saying he just come to the front office. So I went with my guy, because I said, bring that guy with you. Went to the front office and then the guy I was with said, this don't seem right. He got, I goes, what do you mean? He goes, this, this, I don't, this doesn't feel right to me. So we walk into the, to the office, the cabin, and then the super, one of the supervisors pacing himself outside and it was raining. I'm like, yo, what's going on here? And then, um, yeah, got to, got to the front door. He goes, yeah, come down here with me. Walked, walked down the corridor. I've opened the door. I've got seen six um, gun polices there with guns. I've turned back around and the whole corridor was flooded with police. I'm like, yo, what's going on here? He goes, oh, you, we've been reported that you're, um, you're planning um, a bomb on the railway. I'm like, huh? What? He goes, yeah, yeah. We, you've been reported that you're planning a bomb, so we've got a... Oh, to you? Yeah, to me, so I'm saying. Yeah, oh. yeah, to me, that's what I'm saying. This is, that's what Sorry, I'm saying. I was trying to work out if you were talking about someone. Nah, nah, nah. Yeah, right. to myself. Okay, so to okay, me, yeah. that was like a losing battle because I'm thinking, yeah. yo, what's, what's going on here? So, yeah, so they took my phone, asked some spare questions, I shut the site down, sniffed dogs, everything, checking all the sites. I'm like, yo, I ain't got no bad record. Like, you know what I mean? Like, where's this coming from? Yeah, someone, anonymous tip said, you're planning something extra there. We got, so we got to chase it up the BT police. So, um, that was all sorted now. They left. And then I left as well because the whole job got canned. 
And now I'm phoning my work, goes, what's going on? Goes, oh, sorry, he's just been suspended. I'm like, suspended? Suspended for what? Goes, now they've got to investigate what you're doing and everything. They had to literally do a whole background check on me. I'm like, so I'm losing that on work because someone's phone up just on hate, but I'm planning something on the road. Are you guys hearing what you're saying to me? So I was off work for about three months. So I was literally with that then, I was fighting a losing battle to get back to work. And it was annoying because three, three months without no work. Like, <laughs> it was basically, crazy. someone who, whatever, didn't like you has took it upon themselves yeah. to try and basically not just fuck your life up, but just destroy yeah. you, basically. That's, that's heavy. I know with this question wasn't direct to the boxing, but it kind of does because the same thing in boxing because I was so good at my job. I was getting paid more than a supervisor. So the supervisor was thinking, yo, what's going on? Like, how's this kid, young kid, coming on the railway? He's getting all of his tickets within two two years, what takes people five years to do. It makes no sense. So someone of the supervisors, I think I know who it is now, has made that call because they knew how to get rid of me. But lucky enough, I got back to work. But in that three months time, I just focused on boxing and then again, boxing found me because in that three months, I knew I knew what I wanted to do. Yeah. It showed me another door, another avenue. Like, you don't need to be doing this. And then that's how Love Island, Love Island came apart. I'm assuming that situation was kind of resolved in your favour, etc. Which oh yeah, I got, I got, so. yeah, I got my conversation back from um, Network Rail. They reimbursed me for everything. So oh, it, was, it was good. But then again, to me, I'll say it was a sign. But it was just crazy how people could hate on you so much. They literally just shattered my livelihood. For three months, I was struggling, thinking, what am I doing? Like, there's no other job I can really do. But looking enough, I was smart enough to save my money from the railway. And because I was getting paid that much, I was smart with my money. I wasn't stupid. Now nah, it, it was crazy. So it was me and the geezer that got suspended. It was totally crazy. And at the moment, that guy's back on the railway, because he still works in the railway, but that still affects him till this day. People still remember that situation. It's crazy. Nice. So currently, like today, yeah. for you, what are the everyday battles for Idris Virgo? Nothing to do with boxing yeah. or kind of work as such, but maybe a little bit, a little bit of it comes in. But what are the everyday battles for you? <sighs> everyday battles, I probably say um, making my content. Really, I think I think that's a battle for me. Like, because from someone who's not used to making content, from going to do making content, I think that's an everyday battle for me. Um, other than that, now nah, I just try, just try to live a stress-free life the most I can, keep my circle small and tight, really, yeah. What stresses you out? That is actually a good question. Um, not getting fights. Uh, that's probably the only thing that stresses me out. And I'm not doing more TV shows. It's not working in the sense of doing more stuff I like to do. That's what stresses me out. Other, other things don't really stress me out. I try to keep myself Clear-minded, really. Would you call yourself an emotional person? Like, when's the last time you cried? When I got my draw. Really? Yeah, when I got my draw, I cried like a baby. I felt like I lost a fight. That really hurt me. Um, yeah, I think that's the last time I cried. Yeah. Are you emotional in, like, stuff away from boxing? Um... Nah, but, nah, it's mad because you're, you're trying to get away from boxing, but everything around me is about boxing. Um, nah, not really. Like, as a boxer, you try to be less emotional you can be. You don't want to be too emotional because the guy you're fighting, how I see it, is the guy you're fighting, you don't, you don't want to be emotional, you want to be less emotional. It's weird. I, I, my, I operate differently in my mind. It's just weird. I can't have no emotion 
leading up to a fight and after. It's just weird. I don't know what it is. So I can't really answer that question, you know. I've got motion. I've got motion for general things in life, but I'm quite. Do you, do you see showing emotion as a sign of weakness? Yeah, that's how, that's how I think it is. Like I know I've got emotion inside me, but I just try not to show it. It's just I don't know. That is a good question, actually. I might have to write that down in the book. You don't look like someone who's comes across that way. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like as an emotional person, I don't see you behind closed doors, so I don't really know kind of how you are in that way, but you don't come across that way. You seem like someone that, if you are emotional, no one sees it. Or maybe yeah. one person, your partner, whoever, yeah. if you had one, or you have someone close to you would see it. But other than that, it's like, no one's going to see that side. Yeah, no one, yeah, I, I agree, I agree. Unless they put me in the Big Brother house, then you might you might see the side of me. <laughs> um, we can relate this next question to two different industries here. And I remember speaking, uh, recently to someone about this um about how prominent do they think that depression exists in boxing but also how prominent do you think depression exists in that reality tv world as well because we've seen situations obviously more connected with love island over the years where mm. some tragic things have have occurred so do you think with there are possibly similarities with, um, not similarities in in one sense, but also just being kind of the top of whatever field or industry you are, whether it's boxing or reality TV, but then there's a natural decline which could cause depression in either of those fields. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Um, yeah, it does. I always say the one way to deal with depression is just, just write things down, you know what I mean? If you ever feel the type of way where everything's bothering you, if you write it down, it's living your mind and it's on a piece of paper. Whatever you do with that piece of paper is whatever you want to do. You want to burn it, pull it in the bin or save it. But I normally write things down and save it because then I could reflect on the time and the date when I felt like that and then I could like self, self teach myself or self meditate myself in the sense if that makes any sense. So. I always say for people, if anyone that's depressed, just write things down, man. It's just the easiest thing to do. Even if you don't want to talk to one or you can't afford um, what's the people called? Psycho people. I couldn't. Like a therapist. Therapist. If you, even if you can't afford therapists, you write things down. It helps a lot, you know, because I write a lot of things down. Every time I'm in camp or wherever in my general life, everything gets written down. It's, it's crazy, yeah. I've heard a lot of people talk about this. Um, it's like... Um, not a diary as such, but it's just you. Listen, diary could be loose. It could be just stuff that makes sense to you. But yeah. a lot of people refer to, yeah, just them processing something and then putting it down onto actual paper. That that process yeah. actually does help or it, can help. Yeah, hundred percent. You never know. There's certain foods people eat what trigger certain things in their mind. So if you what you write down what you're eating, and then for some reason you act like this later on in the day. You could reflect, God, it could be this reason why I felt this way. So I do believe if people just get a notebook out and just write things down, they feel a lot better. So depression is, is a big thing in around the TV star. But you've got to be um, hardcore for it, man. You've got you to know what you get into, man. You, like, you've got to be prepared to get those hate, hated comments. People freaking saying things onto you in a row. People shouting at you. you just got to prepare for all of that, you know what I mean? You've got to know you're putting yourself in a... Spotlight, you gotta know that you're literally sitting there in someone's living room when they turn the TV on. Yeah. 
You know what I mean? And if you just do something to upset you and they see you, they'll try to get their own back. You just, you just gotta be alert. You gotta know what you're stepping yourself into. And I've realised that, so I'm all right with it. Across either of those two industries, yeah. whether it's television or, or boxing, yeah. have you ever known yourself to be going through any spates of depression in, the, in across those two industries? Now, because I've, I've, dealt, I've dealt with it quite well. You know what I mean? I've, I've, people told me, some, certain people, you know, not mention, I know some people are quite depressed, but I'll try hard and give them, give them my advice, try to be there, be there for them. And that's all you can do, really. Yeah. So, if you could go back in your life and handle any situation differently, I'm not asking you to tell me a regret in your life, but yeah. if you could go back in your life, you, you touched on, obviously, <coughs> the one where you're talking about not having or not taking out a pro licence, but if you could go back in your life and kind of handle any situation differently, is there something that you would go and handle differently or... Some people kind of choose to say, if I handled it differently, I might not be where I am now. So there's that counter as well. Um, yeah, I just still believe things happen for a reason. I know I didn't, I said it, I did I regret obviously my pro thing, but I think things just happen for a weird reason. And um, sometimes it's not good to try change the faith of the path that you're already on, if you know what I'm saying to you. So, yeah, I'll just let yeah, I'll just let things be. <laughs> I'm quite I'm quite chilled. <laughs> Who's been the biggest influence in your life? Um I'll probably say when you said that, I'll probably say that there's a guy, um his name's Mark. Um he's been a big inspiration. Um he's he's quite close to um Connor as well, Connor Ben. Um it was quite weird how I met the guy. <laughs> it was weird how we met, but um He's been there, he's a big inspiration. I'll call him my uncle now, you know what I mean? It's, it's weird, I just call him my uncle, man, we're close. So he's been my big inspiration and he's, he's kept me on the right track, you know what I mean? And he knows how, how much I've been through and if any surprise, I'm meant to have just be on the same track and just push forward because I'm just mentally strong. How often is your communication and contact with... Oh, every day, every, every, every single day. I'm on every day, give him a call. Because I've been based up in London, I rarely see him now, but we always, on the call speaking and yeah man it's like family yeah it's, it's weird isn't it because like when you look at kind of your whole life and think there's probably different phases of your life where you know when he was like 20 there was mm. someone and then when he was 25 there was probably someone and yeah when you're 30 there's probably someone as well but it's difficult to answer across your whole life who's been whatever there's been a, like a load of mixed answers with with that on here, but I probably said my mum, but that's just yeah. that's general. No, that's just a generic thing. My mum's always been it. It's his inspiration to me. But looking outside of that, I'll probably say yeah, Mark, hundred yeah. percent. Mm. Right, this next one you can come back to it because unless you've got one in your head already, what, what song best explains Idris Virgo's life? Is there something out there that if you, when you listen to it, you think? That's that's my song. That's there's a couple. Now there's a couple. You got Michael Jackson, Man in the Mirror. Yeah. You got, um, yeah. Explain that one. That's quite old school. Michael. Jackson. I, I don't. I can't really say. No, <laughs> no, you don't know. It's just. I can't. I don't know the lyrics by lyrics. Yeah, but yeah. It's just how he starts. Just the man in the mirror. Like it's like. Why does that relate to you though? What what, what are you thinking when you listen to that? Because like oh, it's just, it's just like man. I've got. I listen to it again, but it's to, automatically I like, I like three songs in my head. I'm an old school type of guy, and that straight away, Michael Jackson, Man in the Mirror, 
and I ain't no matter high enough. Oh, yeah, lovely. And then Footloose. Footloose? Footloose, yeah, oh, mate, oh, I thought, oh, that's one of my favourite walkout songs, man. I'm, I love the old school tunes, man, that, that's that's me, man. Yeah. It's in the um, 80s and, yeah, man, that's that's just me. I love 80s music as yeah, well. It's really co- underrated 80s music. 100%. And you don't really go out anywhere unless you, like, look for specific nights with 80s music. Because yeah. I do, generally, I was kind of, yeah, I was born early 80s, mm. but the music in that uh, in that kind of era, it doesn't really get played. Do you know yeah. what I mean? It doesn't yeah. really get played. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. You've got to go and find that. So. Yeah, yeah, and they need to start bringing out more, man, but, yeah, that's just... We're the same breed, man. We're the same. I born in the nineties, but for some reason I just love their eighties music. It's crazy. Eighties yeah, music's like a weird little thing. Yeah. <laughs> like unless someone's putting on a night, like yeah. an eighties night. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like you, you're not gonna run into like just randomly going to any place where they're playing that kind of music. So. Nah, it's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So yeah, free songs. Um, so you're thirty years old now. Yeah. If I can put you in a time machine and take you back 10 years, right? Me and you go and speak to 20-year-old Idris Virgo. Mm. We don't know it's you. You're going over to him. You've got five minutes to give him advice. What would you say to him? What the main things you'd say to him? Um, be good at maths because that's very vital for you, mate. Um, focus, on, focus on school to a certain degree because I don't think school teaches you everything you need to know in general life, literally, because I don't hardly use other things I use in school. So I'd be, be smart about school and pick a good pre, uh, career path. And I'd probably say, be on social media. Like, this, this world is turned on to being on social media. It's just a crazy thing. Social media is existing. It's not going to go anywhere. So I would probably have told him to freaking start a YouTube or just, just be active on social media. That's all I'd probably say to make some decent content. Then he'd be like, why? I'd be like, don't worry, man. Put them books down, man. You need to <laughs> disappear off. Disappear off the book. Yeah, get your phone out. That's what I'll probably say. Do you, do you consider yourself as a, a misunderstood person? Yeah, yeah, yeah. People, people, hundred percent do misunderstand me. Um, but some people can't take out. People, some people can't understand me at the same time because one, because of my accent. But I'm kind of hard to understand because sometimes I might be quiet and sometimes I'm I'll be loud and there's outgoing. It's just it's just a, it's just a weird thing, but. It's just, it's from being on TV. I've got all this from just being on TV and when they see a camera, I shouldn't be saying this, but it's kind of like, I think like a producer. You know what I mean? You've got to think like a producer when you're making content. So it's just, it's just mad. It's just mad how it all, it all operates in my head. I always analyzing things and after this interview, I might go back and yeah, it's been done, but it's got, was set in my mind. I analyze everything what happened and I'm like, oh crap, I could have said, said that. Should've I should have said, said that. that, you know what yeah. I mean? And then it always happens, man, it's, it's weird. I'm a weird I, guy. I don't think you're the bad guy anymore. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't. Think it's swaying a little bit. I don't. I think three years ago, I did generally. Oh think yeah, I was like, a bad guy three like years ago. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Wild in your some yeah. of your comments and some of your interviews, etc. But I think over the last three years, it might be a combination of kind of you're playing the game better. <laughs> yeah. Also getting a little bit older, and also kind of knowing you don't necessarily have to be as strong as you was. And but I don't think people look at you as like. Idris Virgo, oh, that, that bad guy. You know, like there's people in boxing where you look at it and you think yeah. they played a role. Like, a typical example is OD. Like, yeah. OD started off like years ago, like people were like on his case because he was like saying these outlandish things. Then he's like, he dipped out of that, got older, then he sometimes reverts back to it where it's 
ODB OD, but with you, I think I've seen like over the last two or three years, I don't really see that kind of bad, bad guy persona on mm. on socials and interviews anymore. Nah, man, I've, I've, I've changed into that kind of the good guy. I, I was the bad guy, just like a Tyson Fury, you know what I mean? He was definitely a bad guy. Like Derek, he was definitely a bad guy. I think David Hay was a bit of a bad guy. You all start from being a bad guy, then you will form into the good guy, you know what I mean? I, I believe I am the kind of like, um, I'm, I'm the, I'm, I think I've gone into the good guy now. And it brings me back to like one of my favourite films called Bugsy, Bugsy Malone. Have you seen yeah. that film? Um, what's that song, man? You wanna be now. That bad guy song, there's a song, man. I know the one, I can't think of the title of the song. Yeah, but it's a sick song, but um, yeah, I've, I've gone from being the bad guy into... I don't think I was never the bad guy, I just... With me, I like, I like entertainment. If, if you don't give me something to buy with, I, I get bored. I, I want something, just like my, la just for like my, uh, my last fight with um, Sleepy Aaron. Like, I just wanted entertainment. I, I, I need entertainment. When I thought AT, the entertainment was great because we both was freaking bouncing off each other. I could have been a bit better because I was shocked. Like, this guy's matching my energy. Like, it was a bit too much. But like, wow, I found someone. My dancing partner, in that kind of sense. But... Um, yeah, I think now I've calmed down a bit more now. I've gone to the good guy, but I still like making entertainment. I just love making good TV. Do you find yourself playing a character almost? Nah, I just think it's just me. Not, not being yourself, but there is a little bit. When the cameras are on it, it's the same with everyone, isn't it? It's like we see a slightly enhanced version of themselves. Um, it goes for every every boxer. No, like... I don't know, because that's, that's just draining and tiring to play in two, two different roles. You know what I mean? Different roles, just saying, like, <laughs> yeah. you're chilled out now, but because this is the vibe of the interview, but you know, oh, yeah, if it was a different kind of vibe of the interview, yeah, yeah I would have been, yeah, yeah, I'm coming for you, you yeah, I get, I get, <laughs> yeah, I get what you're saying, yeah, boxing is a selling sport, yeah, it is, yeah, it is, yeah, I get what you're saying, yeah, I've got, I've got a character, I think I've got like the, the, the camera character 100%, but um, don't get it twisted, I, I still freaking fuck people up, but, <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> Right, last one. What what still drives that fight within you? What is it that when you get up in the morning, do you think, right, I need to go and do what I've got to go and do? What still drives that for you? What is it? Do you know what? That is a good question. No, that is a good question because I hate every moment of training. I do not like training. Do not tell my coach. I do not like training. The fighting for me is the easiest part. You know what I mean? That's the easiest part. But training, oh boy. <laughs> I just don't like it, but um, I don't but you know. Do it though. I, I I do it because I've got an target. Because when I'm 35, I do want to just retire and take it easy and get into the more of like acting and let like the next Idris Alba, but Idris Vergos type yeah. of things. But I get up and do it because I I've got to do it. You know what I mean? And I want to do it. I I'm, I am hungry for it. And there's a certain I know where I can go, and I know if I be lazy and not do it, I'm not going to get what I want. So I've got to push and. I would never slack, and I know myself, I'm a hard-working person, and when I'm committing to something, I'm committed, so even though I don't like training, I'll get there and still do 110%, but then I'll cry later, not cry, but I'll freaking, yeah, hate it. <laughs> okay, uh, Idris Virgo, thank you very much for uh, coming on to Raw, the Fight Within podcast with myself. Um, just to give everyone a little bit of reference around timing, just so we know when this was filmed, this... Uh, interview podcast was being filmed around the time of a very high profile event in Manchester. We're going to leave that there. 
because <laughs> we don't know when this is exactly going out. But Idris, thank you very much. Yeah, sound. Thanks uh, for having me, man. Appreciate your time. And yeah, it's good to get kind of a little bit of a different rather than yeah. Yeah, every time we kind of interview, it's almost like right, who are we calling out? Who are we yeah. you know, what fight you're know, having, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So it's good to kind of get a, a little bit of a different uh, perspective on you. So appreciate. Oh, uh, thanks, and it's Simon. Ah, sweet. Guys, thank you very much for watching or listening. We will, you can hear us or, or see us or both on Raw of the Fight Within podcast next week. We are out. Make sure you comment, like, and subscribe. Sports Social Podcast Network.